Hello, everybody. It's time for Cheap Show. Here I am. I'm Eli Silverman. We are in the House of Pickles for a lovely, another lovely episode. And here is Paul Gannon. He's the other guy who does it. Take it away, Paul. Hello. Welcome to Cheap Show. It's the economy comedy podcast for your ears. Welcome to Cheap Show. It's the economy comedy podcast for your ears. And welcome to Cheap Show. It's the economy no, comedy podcast for Don't your ass. Don't need to say anything. For your ass. Right, well, if that's your mood today, it's for your ass. <laughs> right, okay, this is just... Welcome to Cheap Show. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Noodles, right? It's a fact of cheap show. You're going to have to fucking accept. Noodle time. Tell us the dance floor. Keep, keep, keep. Boy, how's the pick going? Surprise and shine. Gannon saying hello. Welcome to the show. And I go and I nuzzle. Hello, I'm Paul Gannon, and that is Eli Silverman. And this is a show all about the things you find in Poundlands, bargain basements, charity shops, thrift stores, car boot sales. You find Can them. I'd like you to add more to that list: jumble sales and bazaars. Jumble sales and bazaars. That'd be a nice way to finish that. Right. Jumble sales and bazaars, and we deliver it back to you and say, look, look what we found for nothing and how much fun we're going to have. I've got something to say to you, Paul. Yes, what is it? I'm coming for that ass! (laughs) Is this going to be your thing for this episode? Well, you never know. No, I don't know. That's the problem I have with you. You never know. (sighs) I love your ass! What? Don't shrug. Is this all you're going to give to me this episode? You got the... You got your ass. What was the inspiration for that? Because I was saying, uh, I was saying, uh, for your ears. And then I thought, that sounds like, for your ass. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to say yes. Inside the acting process with Paul Gannon. Hello. And today I'm speaking to actor, uh, writer, and comedian Eli Silverman. Hello, hello, hello Paul. Lovely hello. to see you. Welcome, yes. on, welcome on to the show. Now, so, tell me about your process when you come up with all your I, characters. I think of words that sound like dirty words, then I elongate them. That's a, it's it's worked for me. Like, Can you give say us an example. Like, say something like um, click, 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 click. <laughs> oh, I rub your clit. <laughs> Uh, give me another example. Well, I mean, okay, so, so I mean, another normal word, just an uh, okay. everyday word, and then I take it. All it's right. my process. Um, chimney, 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 Sh- chimney, <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitheap, shitheap. That was actually really moving. Okay, thank you. Of, of course, we will go back to some of your most famous roles. Stick it in your race! Of course, it's the popular one that we all know you for. And um, when did that character come to be? Oh, about half a minute ago. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. You're great at interviews. Uh, so what? Uh, tell me, when did you first decide you wanted to get into uh, performing? When I was just a weak child, my mother said to me, she said, Oh, Eli... 
pass me that cup? And I was like, cup, cup, can't. <laughs> and then from that moment, a star was born. Uh, so, uh, yes, thank you very much. Now, so what's Paul, coming up in the future in your Paul, career? Uh, do you have any exciting projects? I'll on the be go? Uh, swearing. Yes, you'll be in uh, swearing. I'll be swearing down by the Thames. Oh, good. Is that a fringe theatre thing? It's very fringe. Yes. 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 And can we get a maybe... Uh... You can't come. No one can come. It's me and my misery. <laughs> and a bottle of port. Oh, beautiful imagery. I'll be swearing. Oh, at? The river. Right. Well... You smell! If you want to see Eli's yeah, you, latest performance... You, how dare you? I'll give you a little thing. Okay. You flowy bastard! You flowy that, bastard. You flow, you wet. Oh, you, you wet, flowy bastard. You wet, flowy bastard. Oh, you. Oh, look at you. All slishy. <laughs> <laughs> Splishy, sploshy. <sighs> How dare you, you muddy, muddy bastard. <laughs> So, Paul, what have yeah. we, enough about me. What have we got coming up on the show? Well, today we've got uh, a lovely little show coming up. We're going to go soon to the Country Noodle Kitchen. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to have lots of fun there. Back by popular demand, Eli talks noodles and prepares them while Paul just stands around. Pretty much. That is it in a nutshell, but we got three lovely noodles. Uh, any little hints of what's to come? Well, uh, it's one I've been going on about for years of my favourite noodle of the moment, Paul. Wow. And also another so couple. a historic episode. Another then, couple. Today. One at Samyang. I can give that away, which is a very popular noodle. Okay. Brand. And just uh, three very diverse noodles showing the real range in the market at the moment. Wonderful. Well, that's all to come on the show today. Again, uh, this is. Uh, I think this episode goes out after the live show, so be 101. No, this would be episode 99. Ah, but we just we've done the live shows, but okay. they'll come out after this. This is our last, very confusing. our last double digit episode. Then, yeah, Paul. this is our, this is our, this is our 99. This is our flake. Yes, this is our, this is our. Before... Isn't that a sexual position in 99? Like a 69. 99 is that like would bumming? be. Scissor? No, it would be scissoring, wouldn't be that? It's be bammy. the Roman numeral X, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it would be. It's just bammy. Maybe it's just bum-to-bum cuddling. Something sweet. Bum-to-bum anyway, cuddle? Yeah, so anyway, it's our 99, right? And uh, maybe it's a bit of a daisy chain, because 99, they're like spooning each other. You can other. just yeah, keep yeah, going, that's going. what I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful imagery. Cheap show is like being oh, forcibly uh, taken uh, from uh, behind. Yes, I was at some party the other night. And you oh, were taken from behind. 99, just let me say this, 99.99999. What does that mean? We're all fucking each other in a big row. No, you wouldn't have gone to a party where that happens anyway. I'm just making it up. So I that... know, but it's not even realistic for you in your reality. You'd never go to a party where oh, you knew sorry. it was going to be sex. Sorry. No, sorry. Rewind that. What was that what? sound effect for it was rewind? The, it was the tape rewind so... sound. Yeah. Not very good. Whatever. I'm yes. No, no. Yeah, that's better. That's cunt. By the way, I won that ice cream uh, debate. Oh, on God, Just so you know. I couldn't give a shit at all. I won that, basically, that Who debate. Who fucking cares? I care. Throw a fucking egg at you. Don't throw like an egg at me. Ow! I just threw an egg at him. I'm not doing the show. What are going to do? Fucking you do it. Fine. Hello, welcome to episode 99 of Cheap Show, starring me, Paul Gannon, and... um. We've got some stuff coming up. We're going to do Country Noodle Kitchen. I mean, they know that already. And we're also 
going to read a story from one of my books that I found in a charity shop. And this one's a lovely little dollopesque tale of um, a man who, uh, how should I put this, lived a bit of an underground existence. <laughs> so, please join me, Paul Gannon's Cheap Show, for the rest of the show. And have a fun time with me, talking to me. How are you? You know what I'm going to do? You know what I do feel How like doing? you, Paul, I'm going to do a little link. We've finished the done intro. The link, done there. I've knocked you a little bit. You've knocked me. I've interested. Uh, I think that's kind of it, yeah. Keep knocking the microphone so it ruins it. Keep doing it literally <laughs> twice. I'll do my own links, thanks. No. Use that. That's good. It's not. Stop <laughs> looking at me with hopeful eyes. It's not happening. Come on, that's excellent. It's not. I put them in for a reason. You don't need to now. You're going to do that every time we do a segment I'm just then? just going to do this. Do that live then? Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Let's stop it. <laughs> ah, here we are flying over the streets of London. Me, poor Gannon, in my flying machine, flying over North East London. And here I am, swooping down, swooping down, and into one particular window. As I fly in and close the window behind me, I find myself once again in Eli's Country Noodle Kitchen. Hello, Eli. Hi, we're not calling it that anymore. What are we calling it? It's... City Kitchen Noodles with Eli Silverman. Hello. Hello, City Kitchen Noodles. Yeah, because why country is just some shit you came up with, which was shit. Sounds nicer, though. It's not a country. We're not in the country. Noodles aren't aren't a food of the country. Well, it's an image we're selling, isn't it? It's an image. That's, it's a, it's, a, in, it's a, an image with a lot of internal um, inconsistencies, Paul. And I'm putting that right, right now. I know you did your little shit, you're swooping in fine, yeah? But... This section will be called City Kitchen Noodles. City Kitchen Noodles, here we go. With Eli Silverman, formerly known as Eli's Country Noodle Kitchen. Welcome yep. back to my kitchen, Paul. Yep. Formerly known as the Country Kitchen. But City now, Kitchen Noodle doesn't sound as good. City Kitchen. City Kitchen. Yeah. Okay. City Kitchen Noodles with Eli Silverman. I don't know why you have a problem with it. I don't care. Frankly, this is my <laughs> fucking section. Come in. Come into the kitchen. I'm coming in. I'm inviting you... Close the door, Oh, what a lovely city kitchen this yes. is. You can see some houses out there, cars. Should have put a pop screen on this, I didn't. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, there's cars. I mean, it looks like the exact same kitchen. Yes, it is. Now. Great. Now, what we're going to be covering today, Paul, is very varied. It's going to show, this. Uh, today's episode is going to show the range. Of these kind of things, yeah? yeah? Of noodles. Of instant noodles. The okay. absolute range. Great. And we really are going to start with a noodle that's been obsessing my mind skull for uh, almost half a year now. I have been bang on these fuckers. These are broad noodle chilli oil flavour. Sorry, say again? Broad noodle chilli oil flavour. Brackets, oh. sour and hot. What does broad mean then? If you can see by the pack... Um, Paul. Yeah. 
That these are almost an inch wide. These noodles, they're like ribbons. They're Ooh. also known as ribbon noodles. I think. Nice. I think in the West they're known as ribbon noodles. Um, Sichuan, it says. It's a Sichuan, so it's a sour and hot. So it has a vinegary and a hot. And this is basically, in terms of noodle technology uh, and the, the modularization of the whole process. Don't just put words like <laughs> modularization. Don't you listen? Don't, I'm poking don't, you. Don't. Don't interrupt me. Don't this is my city kitchen. Yeah, don't invent words just to appeal to a very niche fan base of yours. You like you when you say <laughs> they love it. Amplitude and modular. The modularization oh, of the noodle. Pathetic. Um, it's really very impressive. And if you ask me, it's delicious. Oh, here we go. Oh, here comes. <laughs> uh, my flatmates, come back to the city noodle kitchen. It's no longer the city noodle kitchen. We're gonna. We'll have to come back to this in a second, Paul. <laughs> Okay, we're back now. We're back in the room or the kitchen. These broad noodles have been obsessing me and they're delicious and I think you'll find they're delicious as well, Paul. Well, I'm very much looking forward to that. Now, that's number one down. What's number two on the docket? And I think that's a Chinese-style noodle. It says non-fried here, interestingly. So this is real cutting edge because, you know, um, non-fried, which means that they haven't fried the noodles in palm oil, which is destructive to the environment and the habitat of great apes, um, which is something I... I'd give a shit about, Paul. Uh, and it says very no, few there's no cooking required. This is um, just to pour it on. You pour the hot water on. There is no cooking required. Well, this that's is, exciting, is, isn't it? You wait till you see the goodies, the way that goes. The goodies are going to turn up. No. Tim Brooke Taylor. Fuck off. Bill Oddie. The treaties in there. Not like a treaty where you agree something, but like a treaty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. the treaty is in there. Now, going to the other... Part of the world for the next noodle, Paul. And this is is an Amino, which is a Pulse, Polish noodle company. They've done one of my favourite noodles of all time, the gherkin-flavoured noodle. That's exciting. Boom. But we've t- discussed that before. And this, is an, I thought, was very much indicative of the different flavour profiles that different noodle manufacturers in different parts of the world employ. Because this is Fasolawa and Bakchiem flavour. And do you know what that means, Paul? No. Beans and bacon. This is a beans and bacon flavoured noodle. So I'll be very interested to see what their flavour profile's doing on this here in my city country kitchen. City shit. City. <laughs> urban city kitchen noodles. Oh, it's urban city kitchen now, is it? So there's what? Any any comment on that? Um, no, bit, I expect it might be um, quite soupy. Oh, yeah, that is a soup noodle. You can see from the serving, serving suggestion. Quite soupy. But only it's only one of the three that has the soup element. This is a dry, stir fried yeah. style noodle. We've seen that before. Yes. It's only really the noodle itself which is different. I think this is the ultimate, though. This uh, this broad chili oil it really is the bo- dog's bollocks. So, so on to the third and final choice. Now, this choice. is a brand that you are very familiar with, Paul, because we, the dragon made us eat one of these. <laughs> and I don't care what you say, it was a dragon. Do you remember? No. There is no dragon. Now, we tried one of these. Only Zool. And then we tried the one that was double hot. Remember, this is a Samyang chicken ramen flavoured noodle, yeah? Exciting. And you've liked these in the past, haven't you? I have. Remember those? Now, this is one of the biggest brands in the world, I think, at the moment, this Samyang. And uh, this is a numbing pepper flavour, though. Instead of a chilli heat flavour, numbing pepper. It's not something you get in this part of the world, but in Sichuan cuisine, I believe, they use a lot. And these are peppercorns that numb the mouth, has a numbing flavour, and people swear by it. But doesn't that affect 
like eating in general? Like, how can you taste it's anything like if it a numbs spicy, it? a spice effect. I think the closest translation is to call it numbing. That's what they describe okay. it as. Now, but but you'll see. You'll experience it yourself. And we'll see how, if numbing is the way to describe what those peppercorns do. We'll that, have to have it last. That is very famous, though. Samyang, it's basically chicken ramen flavor. Again, it's a stir-fried style with no soup. And look at the thick, look, the peppercorns there. Mm-hmm. And well, How much do they cost, by the way? This one is, these are premium. First one. £1.20. The second one. Which is the, the Polish is standard. It's only a one packer, I would imagine. Again, doesn't require any cooking, that one. As you can see, just, just pour the water on, yeah? And that was 59p. Great. And then our third one, much larger, Korean-style, um, spicy chicken ramen, numbing pepper-flavoured Samyang one, was £1.30. Okay, so the most costly of the lot. Yeah. I think actually the, the, they were the same price. The broad noodle was one thirty as well. Well, shall we get going then? But I just wanted to mention whilst we're on the subject of Sam Yang, yes, yeah, that we got the live show coming, Paul. Yeah, and uh, I've got my friend Paul, uh, Mark. Sorry, I always get you too confused. My friend Mark's coming down, and he's been. Uh, we're the only two friends you have. He's been shut up, and even he bailed. That's not fucking true. You're a cunt. All your friends live in the fucking sticks. At least I've got so you come round here, I've got nothing to do. You come round here, I'm going to fucking entertain you. We fuck work you. on a podcast together. Well, fuck off. How about that? And Mark, who does the noodle reviews on the, our Reddit page, yeah. is bringing one of these. There's a stop pointing at me. There is one of these, which is a Samyang spicy ramen flavoured noodle cheese flavour in a pink pack and he's Crazy. got I've seen it he's bringing it along we'll be tasting that Paul how by eating it not then but then we'll do it but uh, I'll, I'll brandish it at the live show I'm going to be brandishing it great okay so, shall we start with the preparation here let's go with, we're going to do the broad one first yes well, well let's do these cook these two at once because this needs a boiling and this just needs the uh, water on yeah okay excellent well here we go this is where the this is where the excitement begins now. The kettle is getting filled. Let's have a listen. We need enough of three noodles here, so I'm going to keep it all the way to the top. Careful you don't get it wet. And also careful that you don't get water on the <laughs> Oh, oh he's funny, any boys and girls? Right, the kettle is going on. Right, so... The bacon and cheese... Uh, bacon and whatever this one was the again. Faso... Faso that can just go in a bowl, kettle over it, job done. Yeah, and same with this. Oh, okay. Except you have to, yes. You add. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through this with the board because it is a piece of genius. A bit of genius now. Let's get a nice bowl for this. Let's get a nice bowl for this. He's getting a nice bowl I'm for this. Open this up and I'll take you through. This is a the broad noodle. bean, by the way. He's opening the broad bean. And it's got three sachets of absolute loveliness, Paul. So, say what you see. Look at this noodle cake. Very unusual. Not something you would have been used to. Oh, no. It's very... Um, Compacted little noodle cake. It's wrapped vacuum packed, almost. And uh, these are you can see these are the broad noodles. These are an egg noodle? Uh, no. I think they're rice. Rice noodle. And they're just big they're flat. Wheat. They're a wheat noodle, I believe, actually. Oh, and I think I heard I read that very good article about his noodles the other day, and I read a review of a restaurant that specialised in these. And I think this is Sichuan is part of um, China, 
where there's, they grow more wheat than rice, which means they do more noodles. Because in rice-growing regions, they, they tend to have rice dishes. Okay. All right. So, you see three packs, including the essential vinegary, watery pack. A uh, vinegary, watery brown that. pack. I mean, look at that. Just look. Are we taking photos of this? Well, you take them, and then I haven't got my phone with me, have I? You don't fucking... People love this section, yeah? And just stop trying to fucking not put enough effort into I it. I let you, you take all the pictures talking. of all your cunting Ghostbusters shit. There's not been that much. Oh, yeah. And I just want to point something out about that this article said to me as well, Paul. Yeah? It said they're constantly... The whole noodle, instant noodle market worldwide, they're constantly trying to innovate because people get bored of them. So they innovate. There's this churn where they start come with new ones, new ones. Look at this one I've got up here. This, mate. This is fucking... This is... Artificial vegetable and spare rib flavour noodle. And it has Kung Fu Panda on it. <laughs> it so does. Hope, yeah. So there's always... And only about 5% of the noodles, new noodles made every year will actually survive past that year. Because yeah. people don't like them enough or whatever. Or they're just a gimmick and they phase How out. How many new Ghostbusters films have there been? One. In the last 20 years. It's not, it, Ghostbusters comes to an end. The knowledge of Ghostbusters comes to an end. It's finite. Noodles go forever. Noodles could be going forever. Noodles are great. Noodles are my friend. I'm just going to go over here because I've got the controller. You've got your phone there. Why don't you take pictures yourself? Come on. There's your phone. Take pictures of all the salient parts. Come on. Do your fuck. Do something for this fucking podcast for a change. Take a little photo of that. Images will be on the website, thecheapshare.co.uk to see what right, we've been eating. This one going, here we so, go. It doesn't matter how much water you use because you're going to drain the water off, Paul, as you do with these. So I like to get it nice and covered. He has steeped it well in the hot water from the kettle. It's completely submerged the broad, and he's covering it with a little bowl. Little tip, as we know, if they've got a sort of oil packet in there that might be, because it's cold, might have uh, solidified, Mm. you can always stick it on the top of the plate that's covering your bowl with the noodles steeping in, and then some heat will come out of that, and it will make sure that it get a nice... Easy slippage out of the packet. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, mate. So I like it those. when I slip it easily out of my package. I'm those there. You got three packs. You got the vinegar water. You got the chili oil, which has blackened sesame seeds in, and you have a sort of standard soup-based pack as well, which is powder. Now, let's get the water also onto our bean and bacon one. Now, I will be surprised if there is more than one pack in there because it is a cheap noodle. He's all over the place. He's all over the place. Get the bowl down for that. <laughs> there you go. He has a bowl now. Let's open up this bean and... Bean and bacon going bowl. Oh, there is a sachet. One, but it's just one big sachet. That's their style. And uh, well, they're, they're sort of more square noodles. Are you going to break it? We're going to break the pad, the cake up, so it just fits better in the... Um, and all they say here is you put the powder on before and you just put it in and that's it. Fair enough. There really is minimal cooking on this. Ooh, well, it's also the cheapest. Have a, have a half on that. Oh, it's very bacony. It's a bacon noodle. I don't think I've ever come across a bacon noodle before. But you will soon. <laughs> don't start. You can't do well, that. You will. You'll come across it in a minute, won't you? Yes. I'll be discovering it. In that sense, of the sense. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. You just record things I say, yeah? I am doing. Right. I'll get the water on that. 
Right, the kettle's re-boiling for one more time, and it pours itself. And we're getting the water on the bacon and bean flavoured noodle. Now, once again... What does that smell? It's kind of got a... It's kind of like smells like artificial bacon. It smells like frazzles. Yes, it smells very strongly of frazzles. Frazzles now. Not as they used to be, or like those uh, bacon wonders or whatever they are. You know, in the... Uh, bacon wonders. What are they no called? Thing. Crispy choices. Crispy choices? <laughs> that sounds like... Yeah, that just sounds bad. Last night, I made some proper cre- crispy choices. <laughs> I made some crispy decisions. <laughs> right, I've got to get my noodle pan out for the... Uh... Vera, I've got to make a crispy decision soon. Right, I've got my noodle pan out for the... Because those actually need cooking. So we're on to preparing the third and final Samyang noodle now. He's breaking it up in the bag. And I think you need more of a measure of the water for this, don't you? You drain it. No, you just... That's it. It's weird. It's got a weird cooking because you just sort of make it... You just cover it and you put enough in, kind of cooks off the way you might do rice. Do you know what I mean? It cooks it until most of the moisture is done. He's eating it. Now, this noodle definitely is in date. Right, we're back to number noodle number one. The broad noodle... Uh, chili oil, hot and sour flavour. If you're keeping up at home, here's the stasis. We are now looking at the broad noodle. Look it at that. It has softened. Softened like a treat. I just like to tease it apart because they can get stuck together, these noodles. And I'm teasing. Look how broad they are. Very broad. They look a bit like tripe or something, don't they? Oh, I don't splash it everywhere. It's, it's, let it soak. Look, you're getting everywhere, you messy shit. Fucking <laughs> back off, yeah? My country. <laughs> it's your country kitchen, is it? It's my city kitchen. Uh, urban city kitchen. Yes. On all kitchens, urban. In the city. Yeah, but yeah, just to add. Adds nothing. Yeah, to add nothing. That's what I like to do, Paul. Anyway, he's draining the water from the broad uh, noodle, letting that. Now the kettle is boiled, so that means that water now will be going on to the third noodle, the Samyang, and as of yet, the second noodle, the bacon and bean, is uh, yet to be just taken there. The bacon and beans just ready. It's, it's just sitting there, it's ready. Paul, I want you to be witness here to the the beauty of this noodle, because you've got a powdery thing, and you're like, oh, it's gone powder, how's that? Because I've drained it, I've drained all the moisture off, and all the powder is just going to sit on top of it. The noodles there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's all just. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be a very nice thing. But then you've got the wetness of this vinegar thing, which dissolves the powder all onto it. Does it? Do you see what I mean? Oh, They've thought of that. So look, sprinkle, 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 and it's all dissolved the powder onto it. And then we go into our third one, which is the chili oil and ses- black and sesame seed thing. It's that. It's. <sighs> That's gone all thick and gloopy all over it. Basically, I'm glooping it on. A lot of it can get caught in there, so I'm just sort of massaging chunks of black and sesame seed out to the nozzle that I've perforated into this uh, sachet. And uh, just so I don't want to waste it. And then you have to give it a good mix, mix up. Good mix up and uh, toss it, basically. Toss it lightly and in no way wanky. So Eli's tossing it right now in front of me. And you want to get a good toss on covering of all the sauce. Yeah. 
All the sauce on all the ribbons. Yeah. 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 So, there it goes. I don't know what you're thinking. There, that's ready. I'll get a fork. Right. And while you're doing that, Paul, I've just forgot. I do. This has oh. a dried vegetable. Oh, look. And it's got little bits of tofu in it. The, uh, the little mushroom. In it? It's got dried mushroom in The chicken ramen one. So, that needs to go in because it needs to rehydrate now. So that's going in the third noodle, the Samyang. Yeah, yeah. He's tried the broad... And uh, he's going to Oh, that's nice. Yeah? Um, yeah. Yeah, wipe your hand on that. Thank you. Uh, that's lovely. What, what are your impressions there, Paul? It's nice and hot, yeah. but not unpleasant because it's got this you nice kind of warmth. Yeah. It's got this very co- cozy flavour to it, which means the spiciness matches it. It's kind it of a mouth coating sort mm. of thing, isn't it? That sauce, yeah. You'll see. It's very umami-ish. Yeah. But with a sort of sour vinegar as well has. Yeah. It's very moorish, but the heat would get to you after a few bites. Mm. Good, in it, mate. Just in terms of, there's no extra thing in that. It, you know, you could just eat it by itself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think there's enough there to enjoy as as a as a bite to eat. Yeah, but usually if you just got a, sorry, if you just got a basic, with loads in his beard, <laughs> and now you've put snot all over it. Don't put that towel there. It's got snot on now. Right. Put it on the floor. <sighs> oh, dirty, God. Shut up. You love it. You love this. I don't love watching you snottle. So, that's such eating. a delicious noodle. It really is. And um, yeah, that's the broad. I don't know what the manufacturer is called because it's in Chinese. What are they called? Sichuan Baija Food Industrial Company Limited. Interlink, it says. But I think those are just the importers. So who knows? And they do a lot of other ones. I've got, um, but none quite as good as that because... They do ones that are the same type of noodle, a broad noodle, but in soup. Oh, okay. Which doesn't work as well. It's the way that they get the sauce to like cover every the noodle. Do you know what I mean? And it's quite a sort of complicated flavour. Yeah, it as is. As far as an instant food product goes. Because you've got the salt, you've got this, the... Vinegariness. Astringency of the vinegar and the heat. Yeah. And also a bit of smokiness coming off from the blackened, um, the blackened sesame yeah. seeds. It's a lovely flavour. It's a good noodle, isn't it? Um... Out of five. Go on. I'd give it a top five. For me, oh. it's at the moment, it's my best. It's not my complete favourite. I don't know why, but I'd maybe give it 4.5. Okay. It's very enjoyable and it's very tasty. It's a good noodle. And for one pound, what, 30? Yeah. That's all right, don't it? It's the basis of a meal. You can, and you can pimp it. It tastes good by itself, but you could get all sorts Veggers of pimping. Veggies and all sorts. Meat, veg, yeah. whatever you like. Just slam it in there. Great. Slam That's... your meat in that one. And <laughs> I recommend you do. Now, let's move on. So the Samyang is still boiling as we Samyang speak, is still but we're boiling. now that's good. That's good to go because it needs to get, lose a lot of moisture. But now we're going to go on to the amino bacon and bean flavour. Now it's a, a pot noodle, really, when it boils down to it. Yes, but it doesn't have like bits that are pretending to be bacon. It has bits of carrot, and it's sort of a clear broth. And I've not tried this one myself, Paul. So I'll let you go but first. The noodles then. quite attractive with their squiggly, their kind of kinks. Do you see yeah. what I mean? They're different. From um, other noodles. Is that a European design, maybe? Yeah, it's for the, that brand, Amino. They're all like that, basically. Right. It has. A, it does really have a uh, super noodle look I'm to not, it. To be honest, I can taste bacon in that broth, but I'm not getting any bean. Paul's going in. I think I can taste the bean. Mm. But... I like that. Yeah? It doesn't do anything for me. No? No. What's it? Artificial bacon flavour, not floating your boat. It's just... It's not that I don't like it. It's more that I don't find it impressive. So, it's a basic noodle. 
Well, Very basically, I appreciate that, yeah, but I don't know if I would enjoy that. I'd probably have a if lot you less. If some real bacon in there, would you like it then? If it had some more texture, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If it had more filling it out. Okay, so we need a mark for that. I'll go two and a half for that one. I'm going to go three. Three, okay. It's serviceable, but I'm not interested in it. It's really what it comes down to, okay. not interested. No, I know what you mean. It's kind of boring. It kind of just doesn't go you anywhere. You need to pimp it, otherwise there's not much to it. And after tasting that that noodle, which has just so much going on, you kick, it's got presence. It's like, you know, a young Cilla Black. It's like a young Susie Quattro. Yeah. Presence or Cilla Black. Up against Vanessa Paradis. Okay, I think I'm just going to have to lose a bit of water here. Right, okay. We're on to the third and final now. I've prepared this sandwich perfectly, but I'm going to have to lose some of the moisture here. But you're supposed to just just boil it off. Do you see what I mean? But I think I put too much in. Amateur. Amateur mistake there. It's meant to be sort of sloppy and wet. I've gone over here to have more of that broad noodle. It's nice. It's really nice. Mm. And in fact, talking of those broad noodles, Paul... That has been the style in actual Chinese cuisine now. There's a place, Biang Biang Noodles, which just opened up in Petticoat Lane. Okay. And it has sort of like a normal menu, which is like fried rice and, you know, crispy chili beef and all those sort of anglicised Cantonese dishes. But the main part and the bit that everyone goes for is they've got several of these broad ribbon noodle dishes. Do you know what I mean? Sexy. So it represents a sort of more modern take on what people in China actually eat and like what people in... You know, definitely Taiwan and uh, Hong Kong and places so like that. So it's more really. so, quote-unquote, traditional. Well, it's more sort of, yeah, but I don't know. It t- does traditional work in this context because it is sort of traditional, but it's also more modern. Yeah. At the same time. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Whereas that kind of old-fashioned 70s Chinese food, like, you know, the gloopy sort of pink stuff and orange yeah. sort of stuff, that was never real food anywhere. It was just sort of created for what they thought that the Brits would want. To yeah. Eat, you see what I mean? So. Let's just put loads of tomato fucking sauce on stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Yeah, make it really sweet. Okay, so I'm pouring out. So here we go. The noodles are now being poured out of the bowl. And I just need to put the sauce on. Always make sure you turn your grill on, on, off, and on and off, <laughs> on and off. <laughs> that went a bit wrong there. Always make sure you turn off your grill. And all of these sandwich uh, chicken thing products have a very gloopy, blood-like. It's very blood-like, don't they? And they're very hot. Even the even the one times hot, I find I struggle with. How hot is this meant to be? This is just normal heat, but again, it has a kick. What it's selling on is the numbing pepper. This is a oh yeah okay one, so it's different. And he's mixing it up now. He's mixing the. Uh, first sauce pack up. There's only one sauce pack. So oh, two packer. is it? Yeah, I'm getting almost, almost like licorice, a nice sort of flavour. Oh, let's have a sniff. Coming off that, the huff. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So almost like an aniseed sort yeah. of. Yeah. Star of anise, maybe, or like five spice, that kind of thing. And I'm just going to uh, go in He's and dive it in. They do get a good texture, these Samyang, I have to say. They're like, you know, Quite the thick. sauce adheres to the whole noodle in a pleasing way. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no mixing issues. He's going in. He's blowing it. Blowing it. Blowing it. And he's in. He's biting down and he slipped it up. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It tastes very similar. To- mm. Wow. That's so much hotter than the other one. Really? Go in, Paul, yeah. Oh dear, here we go. Oh. Yeah? 
It's hotter, isn't it? I mean, oh, <laughs> it's strange. It's like when you're eating it. Before well, that's you the numbing it. pepper. That's the numbing pepper you're getting. That strangeness. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, it goes away, and then you're left with the heat. Yeah. And then the heat goes, ha ha. Yeah, maybe it sort of numbs it so you don't feel the heat, and then it hits you as soon as the numbing part. Yeah. Just like it's just it's just enough numbing to make you not realise you're about to swallow a, a, a literal matchstick. Oh, it's quite nice though, isn't it? Really, got a lovely flavour to it. Once you get into the bite of it, there's not much of that aniseed flavour in there. It's more the scent. It's very sweet. There's a very sweet yeah. flavour. Oh, and a heat, and I know what you mean now. The kick comes in after you for, for a little while. Oh, come on, that's delicious. That is delicious. I'm finally getting it. The Sam Yang. Oh. Oh, that might have been too big a bite. Oh, oh God! You're struggling more. I mean, oh. I struggle more with the others, but yeah, that's a spicy noodle. It's got all the mucus me- melting in my head. Yeah, yeah we are teary-eyed in the house of Bickle's Urban City Kitchen today. <laughs> oh. Right, should we wrap this up? Let's have a little um, sum up then, Paul. So what would you rate that out of five before we I'll do the sum up? good four, solid four. I would say four. It's a nice noodle. It's a very nice. They're good. Sam Yang, you punishing... can see why they're dominating the world with noodles. Though. It's a punishing heat. But people who are actually into eating instant noodles and hot food, you know, for £1.30, that's like, there's a lot good. of flavour. Yeah, maybe too much. Like, yeah. Woo, so, in some, I knew we needed to taste that last. Oh. That was good because it would have ruined us for these other two, wouldn't it? Yeah, especially that one because it would have masked the heat. Right. <laughs> it didn't sound like a pig. Right. Let's start, Paul, where we started today with my favourite noodle of the moment, which is the broad noodle chilli oil flavour sour and hot, which is brilliantly designed noodle, the way that they have three packets of of stuff one which is very watery and helps to melt the other yeah. powder one that's the uh, point I made it's very nice quite a complex flavour what do you think I think it is my favourite jump ahead a bit yeah because the flavour is so nice <laughs> the broad nature of the noodle makes it more of a meaty meaty kind of it has uh, a texture, more texture. It has a texture you know what it reminded me of just then when I ate it what a Greg sausage roll <laughs> right so you're getting yeah but with like spicy heat yeah okay so there is a real lovely mouthfeel it's got a lovely mouthfeel. It's got so a umami thing going on. That is uh, probably my favourite of yeah. the of the three. Yeah, uh, easily mine. So, then we move on to the so-so amino bean and bacon flavour. It's all right. For the money, If it's you put fine. a bunch of spring onions in there, you know, it would be a sensible repast. Chop up a sausage. Uh, I'm, my mouth is now burning so much from the third noodle. Yeah. I can't even, I feel my lips are numbing and I feel like blah, blah, blah. I can't even talk properly, and I've got the tingle wingle in the on the tippy top of my <laughs> tongue and lippy lap lips. He's so I, he's right. Ooh. My mouth is also it's electrifying amino, but I think the, the gherkin flavour is really nice because it's very gherkiny, and it oh. reminds me of those scratch and sniff gherkin stickers that I used to get as a kid. Gross. For me, is the ultimate gherkin flavour. Okay. Gross. And finally, oh. ah, fuck me. Right, finally. <laughs> We have the Samyang, market leaders, I believe, and this the numbing, um, and look at that, the artificial meat they've got in oh, there. Oh, yeah. No, it's mushroom. They've got nice bits of dehydrated shiitake mushroom in there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Which is literally like a hunk of mushroom. It's dehydrated, Paul. Yeah. And what do you think again of that? Yeah, that was beautiful. A nice heat, but maybe 
a bit too powerful. Too much heat for an enjoyable meal. Like the broad bean, you can sit down yeah, and eat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go this back to more. This starts to hurt. It does start to hurt, basically, doesn't it? It hurts quick. Yeah. And that dragon, when he made us eat the double, double There strong. is no dragon. We've never done that. Seriously, it's getting old now. And if you're a Sam Young fan, my friend Mark Allen is coming oh, along to the don't live show. eat and talk. If you're a Sam Young fan, my friend Mark Allen, who does noodle reviews on our Reddit page, Paul. I'm sure he's delighted to be associated with this podcast. He'll be coming along and he's bringing a cheese flavour, chicken ramen flavour, one of those. So can you imagine what that might be like? The cheese, one of that. I'm already contenting. I'm fucking... I've got a mental groan on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, well, there we go. Yeah, is. is that also wrapping up the Country Noodle Kitchen? It's Eli's City Noodle Kitchen. Good. Any final thoughts? Any tips of the day? Anything uh, you want to put to fellow noodle heads out there? Just look out for the Sam Young cheese ones. Yeah. And I'm glad I covered one of my favourite noodles of all time today. The broad noodle chilli oil flavour. So when people want to ask me, what's your favourite noodle? Now you know. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Well, it's time to once again... Fly away Fly from, the, from the... Uh, come back. I'll come back next time. And we'll be, we're going to cover some other things. Great. I've got things in the locker. I've got all sorts of shit in the locker. Great. Noodle-wise, yeah? Right. So do come back. Yeah? Well, I'm going to fly away now. I'm going to get on my flying machine. And here we go. Oh, the things we've done, the things we've seen as I get upon my flying machine. We've been to the noodle kitchen today. We had fun. Hip, hip, hooray. We tried some noodles, some were nice, some were full of very hot spice. But now I go in my flying machine to fly away for another dream. I'm flying now. I'm flying away. Hello, welcome back, everybody. We've been to the country noodle kitchen. We've had some lovely nom-noms, and it was lovely. Absolutely lovely. But now it's time for story time, isn't it? The Eli City noodle kitchen. As you made abundantly clear in that segment of the show. Okay, so stop calling it its old name. I'll call it what I want. I still call Prince Prince when he changed it to Symbol. Or Taff Cap. <laughs> is that how you won debates? Yeah. Ow. Uh, uh, oh. Right. I want to make a piano of all your sound. Ow, ow, ow. Ruff, ruff, ruff. That's not my sound. Ruff, 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 ruff. Just do that. You know what? We should uh, we should mention that, Paul. We're going to do a new segment, uh, new old segment, which is Eli's platters, but from the past. We're going to revisit some that were lost to time yes. or we didn't give due diligence to. Yes. So things from the uncleakables that we may want to highlight again. It's the platters rebooted. Yeah. So we're going to do Super re-platted. Dog. Super Dog is going to be one of those <laughs> ones. <laughs> no, but that's you're doing. Don't make me wait by new shoes. Yeah, that's it. But Superdog's that other one. <laughs> one star podcast. So, um, a little while ago, I went to the uh, British Heart Foundation and I found these books. The World's Greatest Cranks and Crackpots and The World's Greatest Con Men and Bellends or something. Tricksters. Like Tricksters and Con Men. And Con men. So. Scammers. 
Because we like doing uh, Fraudsters. our little history moments on this podcast every now and then, Confidence inspired men. by a certain podcast that we shall not mention, uh, I found this story, but you want to read it today, don't you? I'd like to read it, Paul. So here we go. I just want to mention these books. I remember these. You know that we used to, we had that... Uh, not, in their libraries. Not a lot of people know this book. Uh, the, the Paul, not a lot of people The Michael Caine book. Remember that? No, like, oh, that one I got you. Yeah, that was like next to this in the W. H. Smith and Brent yeah. Cross that I always used to go to. It was the Which light is still reading. there. Is it? That Brent Cross is still there. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, I was up there the other day. I think we should go to Brent Cross Shopping Centre in North London and have a little memory lane and uh, do a little on location episode up there. I'd be up for that. Let's do that it. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Okay. Now this is from the world's greatest cranks and crackpots. And what? Cranks and crackpots. Doing like good. Just checking. You wavered a little there, if you don't okay, mind me no saying problem. so. And this is a chapter, and I'm just going to read it to you, am I? It's not really like the dollop, because they do proper research. research. Yeah, we just like... read from books. Credit the writer. This is by Margaret Nicholas. Thank you, Margaret, if you're alive. If you're not, thank you. Thank still. you still. Yeah, what, what are you trying thank to say? Thank you for your work and research. What are you trying to fucking say, mate? Nothing. I'm just saying. What I didn't are you know what fuck? I... Nothing. What are you fucking trying to say. Nothing. Just start the story. What's it called? Granddad. The Duke who detested daylight. The who what? <laughs> detested. 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 Detested daylight. The Duke who detested daylight. The Duke who detested daylight. He built 15 miles of tunnel under his estate. What a short story. Like a mole hiding from the light of day, William John Cavendish, Bentick Scott, fifth Duke of Portland. Is bit posh. He's very posh. Hello. What's Vanish. his name? He, William John Cavendish Bentick Willy. Scott, fifth Duke, Duke of Portland. I'm the Willy Mole. I'm the Willy who hides in mole holes. <laughs> Come at me, and Willy pops out. <laughs> Willy pops out of mole hole. Good, good. We've uh, we've uh, got that now. Excellent. He vanished underground when he inherited Welbeck Abbey in the Dukeries County of Nottinghamshire. Oh. Welbeck had always lain too low for most members of the Portland family, but it was not low enough for William John, who, after coming into the title in 1854, spent the rest of his life burrowing. Bur- borrowing. Burrowing. Burrowing. Yes. So what? Well, he was like, here's all your money and a title. I've got to start digging, Mum. Yeah. And he started, why? What's problem? He goes on to explain. Okay, Paul. good to know. He hated meeting people and never invited anyone to his home. Yet he set out to construct a vast complex of subterranean rooms, which included the largest ballroom in the country, a 250-foot library. Underground? Huge, yeah. A huge glass-roofed conservatory and billiard room big enough to hang take on. Un- a <laughs> dozen billiard... Where's that gone? So it's underground, but there's a glass dome. What, with sand Do on I top of it? Do I have to explain this to you? Is the skylight through the ground? It might, obviously. I don't know. You might have just put it on and then covered it with dirt. The, the roof, the glass roof is at ground level, so to speak. Right. Yeah, there you go. And then you build a ballroom, a ballroom and... The world's the country's largest ballroom. What it did says. it look like? Fucking Fraggle Rock? Largest barn tr- ballroom in the country. Yeah. And a huge glass roof conservatory. So, I've, yeah. I'm Willie and I've been burrowing and I found these little men who helped me, these little devils called Fraggles, where they are. No, and the Fraggles come... don't help. Shut up. The Fraggles I fucking eat the know stuff. this. I, if you let me finish, I want to explain the ecosystem of Fraggle Rock to you. Well, you're not doing a very good start. You, you took... didn't let me. How they help him, what? Build his thing? No, they don't help him build his thing, do they? They're it's the little men, what they're they call singing and dancing and offering more. What are the little men called who build all the stuff? Dozers. They're the ones who are helping. Yeah, and they yeah, they use radishes to build the construction yeah. with, but the fraggles eat them. Eat the constructions. 
So, so how, how, how could they help Willie if they're eating the stuff that's being constructed? So how they, it, it's the opposite wait, of helping him. What? The fraggles will be a pest. This they guy would be up with his shotgun. Where's that fucking fraggle? <laughs> Take your cares away. Darby's for a... Boom, boom. Somebody kill Webley! I've splattered that fraggle right up. <laughs> right. You got it wrong, Paul. Just re- So, just to go back to the fraggle thing, right. Explain yes. to me this. How is the how does the how do they get on? So how what's the trade off? If the fraggles eat the radish stuff, what do the fraggle what do the do- dozers get from the fraggles? They don't get anything. They just keep going. So they like to work. They just so do the it. Destruction yeah. that the fraggles cause makes them happy because then they can carry they on. They keep working. Rebuild. Yeah, they just That's keep rebuilding. Slavery. It's weird, but there were those big things that were the, the king and the queen. And but yeah. The big ones, the big monsters, with the king and the queen, they weren't, weren't they? They were just bigger. They weren't huge. They're bigger than the Fraggles. No, they were. No, the, they, they were, were the trash monsters up on the ceiling. I got a Fraggle. That one. Ah, they lived up. What about the big king and queen? No, yeah, they lived topside. They were the baddies. They were topside, yeah. And then there was the well, trash heap. Yes. Was so the Fraggles, the Fraggles did live underground. Yeah. So they could burrow. They could help him. Actually. And Uncle Fraggle. Yeah. So they probably helped move some stuff around. It and could, they sang. We're gonna make it today. We're gonna build a wall. We're gonna make a ballroom to dance in. Oh, we're gonna do it. Shall I complete this now? All right. All right. I'll continue, yeah? Yeah. Has the Fraggle diversion ended? I think we're done with Fraggles. Okay. Down at Fraggle Rock. (laughs) (laughs) And a billiard room. We're still in this list of what he built. Christ. Billiard room, okay. We're big enough to take a dozen billiard tables. That's 12 billiard tables. That's a lot of space. He was mad about tunnels. No shit. There were 15 miles of them running underneath his park, linking the buried rooms with the rest of the abbey and with each other. One tunnel, a mile and a quarter long, ran from God. his coach house to Worksop. So this is just so he didn't have to, like, Which is the nearest outside. town. Worksop is a town nearby. So he basically built an elaborate tube system from his house to the nearest town yeah. so he didn't have to go overground to meet people. Enabling him to come and go unseen when he had a sudden whim to catch the London train. That's crazy. It was wide enough to take two carriages and was eerily lit by domed skylights during the day and hundreds of gas jets by night. That's spooky. It's extremely... Is he like a British Batman? It's well... It's like... This is well steampunk, isn't it, man? It's a bit steampunky, but it's also, to me, it sounds like Batman. You know, like he built a cavern, yeah. he built a bat cave, he's, he's got a He's a steampunk Batman. I'm William, and by day, I am William... What's his name? Duke William... Bentick Scott. Bentick Duke of Scott. Portland. Duke of Portland, but by night, I am... Winged creature man. (laughs) The story of this lonely, eccentric duke who was seldom seen by anyone but builders during his lifetime. I bet the builders fucking saw him. Yeah. Fuck me. He probably was shacked up with one of them. No. I love you, you build. I like the way you dig me out. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you burrow. Build a tunnel in my arse. Oh, one star. <laughs> one star. Okay. Go on. It's one of the strangest to be found in the history of the British aristocracy. No kidding. No shit. Born in 1800, he lived what appeared to be a reasonably normal life as a young man, frequenting London society, holding, holding commissions in fashionable regiments, and even, for a short period, representing King's Lynn in Parliament. But he was awkward in the company of women. Ah. Oh. And a confirmed bachelor. He's Batman. And gradually, his acute shyness, apparently inherited from his mother, took over his whole personality. It's always the mothers, isn't it? It's always the mothers. 
Is it? Who lay the... Yeah, because remember, like, the mother from uh, the, the, the maggot story was also a weird hoarder and stuff like that, and... Do you think uh, people inherit... Uh... I think if the mother has a strong enough connection to the son, they can pick up their worst traits. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And she was all like, ooh, 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 Build a tunnel. Oh, I must build a tunnel. So you don't have to be seen. No. Perhaps they're vampires. That's what I'm getting. Nah, he could have a whole blood farm down there. You think? Yeah. He could have vats then, of bubbling blood farm. Do you know why he's not, though? Because then he wouldn't have skylights in his building. You didn't think that through. Well, he's probably got some kind of early UV protection in no, this. In the, not in, in eighteen fifty. Well, he look, he managed to build a, like a huge billiard room out. Yeah, under but if you were a vampire, you wouldn't. Fill, you'd cover every every chance of a window up. From the moment he moved into Wellbrook until he died, he went to the most extraordinary lengths to avoid contact with people. He stripped the great rooms of the Abbey of all their fine tapestries, carpets, furnitures, and ancestral portraits, and stowed them out of sight in a jumbled heap. <laughs> then he retreated to four or five sparsely furnished rooms tucked away in the west wing and it was here that he worked out his plans for oh. burrowing it's like goonies it certainly is <laughs> i found that treasure map the door of each room had a double letter box one for incoming one for outgoing notes don't come in I'll post out what you want if and I, you post in what you need. And if I need it, Jack, in, I'll just, stuck I'll just it, stick it through. Fucking Jack rats! I'll put it in the out slot, and if I want it sucked, it comes through the in slot. <laughs> slot. <laughs> Fucking hell. I so I don't care who's on the other side of the door. I just want it done. Why is he northern all of a sudden? I don't know. who. I don't care who does it. I don't want to see who does it. Just make sure it attends me. It will suck it. I don't want to hear your voice. I don't want to make eye contact with you. The dick will you. be sucked at 12 noon, henceforth, after porridge. Then I'll give you porridge. I'll spooge hot, yeah, runny that, porridge. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the... I'll spap your face gag. off with my porridge jet. Continue. Spipper, spapper, spipper, it'll go. Stop saying sounds <laughs> that you think are words. Uh, spipple, spapple, spop. Spop, spop. Come on. The door of each room had a double letterbox, one for incoming, one for outgoing notes. Yeah. His valet seemed to be the only servant allowed near him. When he fell ill and needed medical care, the doctor would be asked to stand outside whilst the valet took the Duke's pulse and reported his condition. Such secrecy. <laughs> I love the idea of, like, the servant goes out, right, and goes see the doctor, and the doctor goes, like, can I see him? No, no, he won't let anyone... Anyone come anywhere? So it's like you could go take his pulse. Can you go pulse? and take his pulse? So he goes in and he goes, Doctor says, uh, I've got to take your pulse. All right. Oh, all right. Then you can take pulse. Okay. Uh, all right. It goes back. All right. Uh, what else? That goes back to the doctor. So it's 200 over 50. Whatever. I don't know what the fuck it is. And he goes, all right. Okay. Go in and touch his ass. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just have, have a, a root around have, in there. I'm yeah. a doctor. Put your finger up and yeah. just have a little root. And then give yourself a bit of a play with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to go back in and says, Doctor says I've got to... Uh... Yeah, the doctor could get up to all sorts of shenanigans there. Could do. The guy goes, Doctor said you've got to suck it! Suck it dry! Right. Can I continue yeah. now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such secrecy led to the wildest rumours. Some said that he had Whoa. a hideous skin disease and was not fit to be seen. Others felt sure he had gone raving mad. But in fact, a photograph which he'd allowed to be taken in typical Victorian style with his gloves and his tall hat on a table by his side showed that he was a very pleasant looking man with a wide generous mouth large nose yeah I'm the doctor put it into his generous mouth 
feed his generous wide mouth. <laughs> strange. I'm the doctor, goddammit. Strange terminology, though. I think you'll all okay, agree. All right. With wide, generous mouth, large nose, and mutton chop whiskers. Oh, Mr. F.J. F- Turner, the resident agent at Welbeck. I don't know what a resident agent Maybe is. Maybe like a state agent or something? Must be. It's probably not a theatrical agent. No. Hey, hey, Willie, you gotta come out of the cave, man. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, they're calling me up. They no, want I'm you. Not. I can't. They love your generous white mouth. I can't. They love it. Your mouth. I'm gonna plaster your mouth all over Hollywood. You just gotta come out. I you can't. You gotta come out of the cave. I can't. Nobody. People are saying they put you put your dick through the letterbox and get your servant to suck it with your doctor. What's going on no. with that? No mother says no. Mother says no. Mother says no. His mother is your mother's dead, Willie. Mother says no. Mother Mother's says not no. real. M- must dig more. I must dig. I'm gonna hang up now, Willie. I'll be digging. Hey, everybody, let's dig. <laughs> what are the Muppets doing there, fool? The Fraggle. Oh, right. Okay. They're a Muppet. You're a fucking Muppet. Go on. All right. Okay. So we're talking about his large mouth and great big nose. Yeah. And mutton chop whiskers. Right. The resident agent at Welbeck, who must have come into contact, he must have come in contact with his employer at some time, so he was an agent for him. Okay. okay. He told the fifth duke that he was an extremely handsome, kind, and clever. Oh. And please rim me. No, he didn't say that. It says here, and please, please rim, rim me. Please rim me. says that in the book. He said, he said he was extremely handsome, kind, and clever, and please rim me. Right, okay, right, if it says it in the book. Uh, for years, he was completely absorbed in building his underground rooms and tunnels. There was no comfort anywhere. The whole place looked like a mammoth construction site with mountains of builder's rubble, wow. wheelbarrows and shovels all over the ancestral pile. His passion for bricks and mortar may well have been inherited from his distant ancestor, Bess of Hardwick, the formidable Elizabethan lady who built some of the greatest houses in England and who acquired Herself. Welbeck Alley Abbey for the family in the first place. Oh! She bought it, yeah. oh. Okay. She was a bit of a brickie. I'll build this fucking tower. She You'll built. see if I don't. She built. Get so, out the way, urchin. I'm here to build a tower. I don't like this character. Can we just... I'm yeah? not fond of it. Move on. Everything he did was on an enormous scale. Oh. Including poo-poos. <laughs> oh, come on. What do you mean, come on? Just crack on. He did a big shits, Paul. I'm not going to... He did out. a big shit and then post that through the letterbox, give it to the doctor. Right. Just Yeah, put that shit in a big can, put it in the doctor's mouth. Right. Are you happy with that bit of material? <laughs> Are you happy? I feel like I've regressed. Yeah. <laughs> it's really poor. Carry on. Everything he did was on an enormous scale. Right. Hundreds of workmen were employed at a time. God, The amazing. underground ballroom alone measured 174 feet long and 64 foot wide. Whoa. And had a hydraulic lift able to carry 20 guests at a time from the surface. That's crazy. It comes down like a big platform. Yeah. comes down like fucking... It's pure... Steampunk. Yeah. And it's crazy. 2,000 people could have danced with ease under great chandeliers... And a ceiling painted to resemble a glowing sunset. Wow. Why did this lonely man build a ballroom? Because he was cuckoo bonkers. Presumably, in his heart, the Duke longed to be a different kind of creature altogether. A man who gave parties and balls and received his guests with lavish hospitality. But he never summoned up the courage. The Duke was said at one time to be one of the best judges of horse flesh in... Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I don't know much about him. Oh, that, that, get, get that. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I saw him the other day. Yeah. I said, what's that? He said, it's horse flesh. I said, that's uncanny. You're, you're, you are 
God among men. But, but how good is it? It's quite good. And it was. It was, it was quite great. good. What the fuck does that mean, judge of horse flesh? Is he going to explain? Yeah, maybe. I think what it means is horse owner. Sort of a good... Uh, like the quality of a horse, if you could run a race it, well it or could, something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. it must be that. Let's just yeah. say it's that I've never now. come across that uh, phrase before, though, no. have you? No. no. Uh, he was one of the best judges of horse flesh in England, and his stables at Welbeck held nearly 100 horses. So he liked horses, he then? Does. No, none of which he ever rode, because it would mean going outside. He could have rode them on the ground? He could have. We well, never know. He, he had to have know. done if he had his carriage taken from that to the Soham station. Yeah, but he wouldn't ride the horse, then. He'd ride in the carriage, oh, well, yeah. He? Yeah. Maybe because if you're a horse on the tunnel, your head ow, bump ow, the, yeah. ow, every time you yeah. gallop. The buildings above ground included a windowless riding school, the second largest in the world, lit by 4,000 gas jets. Christ. So this is the age of His gas lighting. must have been extortionate. Gas lighting. Yeah. Gas light. Yeah. It was, it was an era, wasn't it? It was. Before the well, electric. that's how he must have powered his tunnels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, for some obscure reason, he ordered all the great, bare, unused rooms in the Abbey... To be turned into sex party rooms. To be painted in a most unsuitable, unsubtle rather, shade of pink. Vagina pink. I like that colour. It's unsubtle though, Paul. Is it? I don't know. Electric pink is unsubtle. Yeah, perhaps it's more electric than yeah. vagina pink. I just wanted to say vagina, vagina pink. Vagina, I know you did. Vagina. You want to say any more times? Vagina, vagina. And one more. Vagina. Thank you. Are you all like your system? Yes. Have you said vagina enough? Vagina. Vagina. <laughs> yes. Go on. <laughs> Most unsubtle shade of pink. And in the corner of each, exposed to full view, was installed a lavatory basin. Nice. A pink toilet. He made every room a pink toilet. Yeah. Weird. It's got your own in shitter. Mate, he's had loads of shitters all over the place. So basically, here's your room, here's your bed. and There appears you, uh, to be a toilet in here. And there's a toilet just opposite you. So yes, and if you have a little peek in there, you'll see uh, everything I do is on an enormous scale. <laughs> <laughs> I've left you an example. Yes. Feel free to flush it. Look at that, it's a fucking turd mountain. Look at it, look at the teeth on it. It's got, it's got muscle, that one. Ooh. He wouldn't be talking to anyone, doesn't he? He doesn't talk to anyone. Yeah, well, on his ground, they may, he may be a bit more comfortable than when he goes out. They don't know why he put a toilet in every room. I think for the embarrassment factor, to make people uncomfortable. Really? Yeah, think about it. You go into a room. And there's a toilet and in there. Right there, nowhere else. So, again, like I say, if your wife's He's in bed, you have to get room. out and you're having a big crap and your wife's in bed watching you're going... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> mate, that's, that's, you know, that's part of... Being in a relationship. I would never take a shit in front of my girlfriend. Any girlfriend. I would ne- never take a shit in front of a woman. Or any other person. What if you were forced to? Well, what situation would I be forced to take there, a shit? I can think of... I don't even have to start. I mean, there'd be all sorts of situations. Give me you... one. Okay. Uh, all those all those thoughts, then. You're stuck in a lift. Right. There you go. Okay. For 20 hours. All right. Just piss in the corner. No, you I'd will need to take in. a shit. I'll hold For two in. days. At some point, you're going to need to shit, Paul. You've just had a big fucking curry. I had a poo before I got a... in the lift. No, you didn't. I did. You've, you've you weird about it. You don't know what happened to me on that you're day. You're weird about it. I'm not weird. You I just can't, can't even people... admit. You I'm can't even admit that you wanna... would in a situation that I've totally made up. But you can't even admit to it. You've got a weird thing about shitting. I'll just say that now. I'm sorry that... If the idea of shitting in front of strangers or people I cared about. I'm not into it either. I'm just saying you're weird. You're particularly weird about it. The way you said, I will never shit in front of anyone. You're weird. You've got a hung up. up. You're hung up. Carry on with the story. 
weird. We've got into something, some deep territory. It's the pinkness of the room. It set you off, didn't it? It's like the womb. It's like, <laughs> no, nobody watched me poopy. That's basically your inner child. He's closed his eyes, ladies and gentlemen. He's closed his eyes. He's trying to block me out. And I can't. Oh, I'm poor. I don't want to shit. Carry on. Why is mummy watching me shit? Fuck's sake. Why is mummy watching me shit? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Shut up. Yeah. Come on. I'll start when I want it. As work progressed at Welbeck, he was sometimes forced to come into contact with his workmen. But they were given firm orders. On no account must they show any sign they had recognised him. If a man touched his cap in deference, he was dismissed. Oh. His tenants were told to pass him by as if he were a tree. Oh, there's our boss. It's my first day on the job. Just maybe I should say, the... maybe I should give him a little nod of the hat to no, say no, thank no, you, no, sir. No, 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 Right, no, sorry, I'm me. I... <laughs> yeah, excuse me, you were fired. Pardon, sir? You were told to treat me like a tree. Now, have you taken your handsome spaniel there and let it take a wee-wee up against the old leggy leg? I'd be up for that, and then I'd take an enormous shit. I need this job so much. Come on, Sebastian, take a dump on Daddy. Come on, come on. I'm a tree. Don't look at the tree. <laughs> there you go. He plopped on me, sir. Do I have a job? Or are my wife That's and 18 okay. kids yes. going to suffer? Say, just, just say something admirable about the size of that shit. That shit it looks like the arm uh, of a wrestler, sir. Does it look like a swan's neck? It, no, it's, it's got more muscle than that, sir. It's got proper segmentations. You can see where, you've, bit, really... you can see where you've bitten it down. It looks like a string of sausages, my lord. Happy? You're not meant to address me in any way. I'm calling to you, Eli, right now. <laughs> I'm not happy. Of course I'm not happy. Right, go on. Uh, the only time we would venture out for a walk was in the dead of nights, when a woman servant carrying a lantern was sent 40 yards ahead of him, with strict orders not to speak or look behind. Don't look at me! That's creepy, though. Don't look at me! What if she got attacked because she was sent out ahead? No one would care. It was the 1800s. How dare you? How am I going to get back now? He had a most peculiar style of dressing. Sometimes, on sweltering hot summer days, he was glimpsed wearing a full-length sable coat. On other occasions, he put on three frock coats of different sizes, all at once, one on top of the other. His trousers were tied up with a length of old string. Yeah, he's mad. Just above the ankles. Whatever the weather, he carried with him an old umbrella and a heavy top coat. If someone approached and looked... <laughs> Is he Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> could be, couldn't it? Yeah, could yeah. be. If someone approached and looked likely to address him, he would immediately cover himself with the coat and snap up the umbrella to hide his face. He took to wearing a dark brown wig. He had boxes of them in his bedroom, and top of it, he would perch a stovepipe hat nearly two foot high. He was a complete nutcase. He's a wibbly-wobbly man. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I've got a... a I've got a hat full of wigs. Yeah, your lord. Yeah, of course you do. I'm at where's a hat? The best hat in London. His daily diet was chicken. Always chicken. Macaque. All right, Paul. Good, yeah. For years, he had one killed every morning and roasted on the spit in the kitchens above ground. When ready, it would be lowered by lift into a heated truck, which ran on rails through one of the underground tunnels and into the house. What? He had a chicken train. He had a chicken train. Fuck me. Here comes the chicken train. 
That's the best thing you've done all day. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is. All right. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Really weird. Underground chicken train. In spite <laughs> of his strange behaviour, he was a good and thoughtful employer. Unless you looked at him, in which case, yeah, you're in case you got fired. His workmen were paid good wages and were given, in addition, an umbrella to protect them from the rain and a donkey on which to ride to work. Fine. In the pleasure garden at Welbeck, there was a large skating rink and a man was employed specifically to look after the skates of every size that were kept there. The Duke had decided it would be good for his domestic staff to have regular exercise and housemaids were sent skating daily, whether they liked it or not. Skate, you bitch! (laughs) Do it for me, skate! I don't like it! I don't like it! Get on the fucking... But I don't like it! I don't like it! I don't... I don't like it! Oh, I've pissed! Oh, right, you've made... Right, great. (laughs) Oh, it's melting! Because I've pissed on it. Yeah, great one. No, you do have to play along. No, I'm not playing along with this setup. Oh, I've pissed myself. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Okay. You're fired. Sorry. Right, good. It Sudden does sound like a tale. mad whole world yeah. out there in this estate, though. There's like a, you know, can you imagine it? Like all the dock workers coming on donkeys, and like, here comes umbrellas. the chicken train. They're yeah. all skating around. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy. Ballrooms of hydrogen, hydraulic lifts, hydraulic lifts, like platform yeah. thing. Yeah, crazy. Okay, they had to skate whether they liked it or not. The farms, schools, and roads in, on his estate were kept in excellent condition, and his greenhouses were amongst the finest in the country. What was he growing in there, eh? Your marijuana. Your drugs. Your drugs. Your drugs. He laid down avenues of fruit trees and had a huge vegetable garden. When the Duke decided to go up to London, his departure was contrived with the utmost secrecy. He would leave Welbeck via the underground tunnel in the black hearse-like carriage drawn by black horses. It's Batman. Yeah. Except when Batman gets into the tunnel, he just gets on the train. Green silk blinds completely covered the windows. He would remain seated in the carriage while it was loaded onto a railway truck at Workshop Station. They took the whole carriage and just loaded it onto a flatbed on the train. Fucking mad. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm a not way getting to travel. out. Well, you've got it. Just put me on the back. It's like, have you... Uh, my friend Mark used to live in Brighton, and in the square where he lived, there was this tunnel that had been for Prince Albert to ride elephants down. That's right, so he could get to the beach. They just got shit done, didn't they, yeah. these rich people of the 18th I want to ride my elephant to the to the yeah. beach. Well, you, it's a bit impossible. I'll fucking build, build a tunnel. Build a fucking tunnel. This guy's like... I want, he's basically got a modular system where his carriage goes on the yeah. becomes a train carriage. And then becomes a that, carriage at the that other end. That is modular. That, okay. All right. I don't, I'm not just trying to pepper the whole episode with words to try and, you know, yeah, know. curry favour with but the you are, listenership. So. But no, that is, is, a, is modular. Okay. And he would not leave it for the entire journey. When he arrived at Harcourt House, his London residence in Cavendish Square, it was a bit posh, wasn't it? Yeah. Square, wasn't it? Mm. All the servants would be ordered out of sight while he climbed down and hurried through the front hall and into the study. Get out! Don't look at me! Yeah, they're all sitting around having fun and having cake and stuff and it's like fucking hell don't look here. at him don't fucking look, look at him. him get out get out of the back he'll get you to pretend you're the doctor uh, precautions were taking to ensure his I don't know why they're talking like that in his London's residence I don't know it doesn't matter we only do a few voices so it doesn't matter oh blimey Gavner move on move blimey Gavner don't look at him yeah 
look at him! <laughs> Precautions were taken to ensure his absolute privacy by erecting screens all round the garden. For years, his neighbours had been tortured with curiosity and most were convinced that orgies were taking place. We just don't know. We don't know what's going over there. Uh, what do you think it is, though, John? What I do don't you... know. I hear every night him going... Uh, 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 and what, do you, what do you think that could be? And what do you think that could be? I don't I've never heard such sounds before. What? No, could, you, could I hear it again? What does it sound like? He, he kind of goes... <laughs> oh, yes, and does it build to some kind of crescendo? Yeah, and then the he noise? goes, <laughs> and then how does it sound? And then, when he, he's... And then he goes, the thunder's. I hear him say, the thunder's coming, <laughs> the oh. thunder's coming. And then what does he say? <laughs> ooh. Oh. And then, ooh. Oh. and then, oh, does he spap it all hard? I don't know. I don't know what happens next. All I know is I hear this little voice say, thank you very much. You know what that sounds like to me? What? An orgy. I don't. It's I've a crazy never had an orgy. orgy. It's, it's crazy. When I make love to my wife, it's in, it's out, job done, no messing about, and I go back to the gentleman's club. You don't shake it all about in no. there at all? in, out, that's it. No shaking it all no, about? I'm not a child. I like to shake it all about. In, squirt, out, gentleman's club. Could you just say that again? In, squirt. I'm jacking it! <laughs> I'm now jacking it! I'm jacking it so flipping hard. Go on. <laughs> Right. No, it's not that. Good. Let's cut it. Cut when I laugh at myself, yeah? Can no. you cut that out? I will highlight it. Don't make it louder. Highlight it. Okay, so they all thought he was banging, but he was not. Yeah. Welbeck Abbey was in a state of utter chaos when he suddenly died in his eightieth year. Fuck. In December eighteen seventy nine. His cousin, oh. arriving with his family in a carriage to take up the inheritance, found the drive overgrown with tangled weeds and grasses and strewn with rubble. Motherfuck's all this. Planks had to be fetched to ease the carriage over the debris. Wow. When the great front door was thrown open, the sixth duke was staggered to see that the hall had no floor. Wow. He went on to discover the strange pink rooms with the lavatories, and then to find all the treasures of Welbeck stuffed away like worthless bric-a-brac. The tapestries in tin trunks, the ancestral portraits stacked against the wall without their frames. It's like that film, The Money Pit. Yeah. Kind of. But With Tom what, Hanks. Yeah. Shelley Long. Oh, fuck, man. He baffles through the floor. And the terrorists... It's not a very good film, is it? It's all right. It's, I think it's a remake of a 1930s film called Mr. Blanding's Builds His Ideal Home. I think it's something like that. But the world had not yet finished with the fifth duke. Oh. He'd been buried... B- buried. Buried. <laughs> He'd been buried yeah. with the utmost simplicity. He would have loved that. And his grave... <laughs> Wouldn't he? He would, he would have loved that. He wanted to go underground. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but. I'm very happy now, and down his, here. And his grave tucked away in a shrubbery, shrubbery. at Kensal Green Cemetery. He used to live up near that no, cemetery really? in North London when the whispers started. Uh, it's a fantastic cemetery, Kensal Green. Yeah. I'm one of the biggest. I want to say I've been there, but is it the one past East Finchley near me? No. No. That's East, I think that's like, that's like St. Pancreas Finchley, yeah. Cemetery, yeah, I think yeah. it's called. Marylebone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyhow, it's a huge, I think, a traditionally uh, Catholic cemetery okay, one in Kensal right. Green. Um, and it has the River Brent goes by the side oh, of it. Oh, okay. The yeah, canal I've not been goes there by then. the side of it. And it's got like big mausoleums and stuff. Ooh. The whisper started after he was buried. Okay. Um, had the Duke been leading a double life? What? Nothing could have been easier for him. I guess. His comings and goings were always secretive. Secretive. Se- secretive. Secretive. Rough, rough, rough. Don't start that. And few people knew what he really looked like. Rumours had been going around London for years. That's actually a good in- point, though, when you think about it. He's it's Batman. Like, he gets some guy to take a picture. It could be anyone. He, is he Jack the, the Ripper? 
No, it's not no, wrong No, it was era. too early for that. Yeah. It was a few years off yeah. by about 20. Well, maybe he didn't really die and then when he was Jack the Ripper well, after that. this is the thing, isn't it? It's like, when you think about it, if you spend most of your life being secretive, then no one really knows who you are. No. Rumours have been going around London for years. It all came to a head in the Druce affair, oh. which provided English society with enough gossip for a decade. Oh, have you heard the latest scandal? I think I might have heard of this, actually. A widow named Anna Maria Druce. Right. who lived at 68 Baker Street, London, oh. claimed that the late Duke had been none other than her beloved husband, Thomas Charles Drews, oh. owner of a flourishing shop called the Baker Street Bazaar. So where are you going tonight? I'm just going out. You never let me come with you. Going back to me house. Which house? You Shut up. You're <laughs> not allowed to come. It doesn't sound that credible from what we know, does it? No. Um, Drews was thought to have died in 1864, but his widow swore that the funeral at Highgate Cemetery cemetery had been a mockery the coffin had been filled no it'd be in a cemetery (laughs) not a mockery she reckoned that the coffin had been filled what with with chickens with lead it was she claimed no more than a ruse to allow her husband who had grown tired of his alter ego Uh to return to his reclusive but aristocratic life at Welbeck she therefore claimed the title and lands of the Portland family for her son oh there you go you see yeah I was married to him yeah well we never saw you with him well he was very secretive wasn't he yeah, but... Well, so how do you know? Yeah, but we never saw you with him. Well, he was very secretive. He had underground. When we used to... When we had the conjugal uh, moment, he'd uh, actually burrow right under me and then come up. <laughs> come up through the ground. Hello, love. Right up my skirt with his cock out. Nice. That's impressive. Then so, he'd go back into the earth. But we, I don't think we can give you the his his land, really. We can't it's, prove it. It belongs well, to we, my son. Yeah, but we can't. He's, you can't prove it and we can't prove it. Would so. you like to have a look at my fanny? Right, let's wrap this up. The Sixth Duke treated the claim with supreme contempt. Of course. But enough speculators were found to put up £30,000 in an attempt to fight the case, which dragged on for years. Wow. When it eventually came to court, the Druce family and their supporters committed perjury so many times (laughs) that the case became a national joke. Eventually, in 1907... The Duke once bought me a golden biscuit! Yeah. He once bought me an owl made of glass! And it was real. Eventually, in 1907, it was decided to open the alleged Thomas Druce's grave in Highgate. Oh, cool. He was found lying there, aged and bearded. Do you mind? Do you mind? I'm trying to fucking sleep. And perfectly at peace. Oh, good. The case collapsed. The tricksters were sent packing and the fifth duke was allowed to sink back into, at last, into the obscurity that he had so passionately desired. Wow. So what happened to all the tunnels then? They've probably been preserved. I might do some research on that and report we, we back could, at we later. Could, we could visit it. I'd love to. I'd oh, love to go see that. I'd love to see it. I bet they've yeah. filled it all in and shit by now. They might have done, because you don't know what happened. That's, well, that's over 100 years ago that they found do you know it. What, so. I, do you know what, as well? This, um, I can't remember all the details right now, but in Liverpool, there's a very similar story. In Liverpool, there are miles and miles of tunnels under the city. Yes. And some are massive, like a cathedral size, and some are narrow and tiny. Yeah. And I think the story is... This very rich guy just started saying to workers, just dig. Just dig and I'll pay you. What are we digging? Ah, it doesn't matter. Just dig. And so people were digging throughout Liverpool and building these tunnels. Yeah, for no reason. And now and then it all faded off and whatever, whatever. And like half of them were half paired and the other half were just like tiny knockdown tunnels. So It's fascinating. Then it's there's fascinating loads stuff. of it under I London. Love, I love that London shit. is London is is one of the most tunnelled under places on the planet. I oh, think. I want to go on a Goonies adventure. Yeah, so do I. You know, with booby traps and That's what tunnels. that made me think of, that story. Yeah. Very, very rich for the imagination, the whole idea of his old sort of 
personal world underneath Underneath there. there. Can it have... under a house. Can it have a giant mechanical spider? Yes, (laughs) it's got to have a giant spider in it. Yeah, it could keep keep a giant mechanical spider under the, the, the house, couldn't it? Yeah. Good, I like that. I enjoyed that, Paul. That was a nice one. You told it well. Thank you. My my pleasure. So, uh, that was our story today. Let's wrap this bitch up. Wrap it up like a little thing. And that's it for Cheap Show 99. Hundreds on the way. Uh, It's exciting times. The way this works out, we've already recorded it by the time this goes out, but we haven't done it yet, so it's a weird kind of... It might not ever go out because it might be a shit show. We just don't know. But um, if you're joining us at the live show, great. Well, there'll be a professional sound recording, won't there? I hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be me and my little dictaphone going, Speak louder, Stuart! That's not good. Anyway, the worst one was that one you put out when we did the um, Comic-Con. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad. I I managed to rescue it somewhat. Wow. But it was annoying. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 99. We next cross our threshold to 100 and become a big grown-up podcast. Ah, and there'll be no more swearing. No more there'll swearing. There'll be no more jokes about masturbation. No more There'll be no uh, more denigrating jokes. our no. fellow podcaster. No. There'll be no more... Be lovely, serious, well-researched comedy content. Yes. Maybe not even that much comedy. I think we should take it quite straight. Just and... sort of some plain stuff about, yeah. you know, you could do a little bit, Paul, about how, you know... The uh, technical yeah. side of podcasting. Yeah, I could do a little bit of that, and you could maybe go into a bit more of the kind of ingredient side of uh, noodle, noodles. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots to do as we go into a next dry 100 episodes of Cheap Show, mature for the adult listener. Extra mature. Yeah. Extra grimy. Extra dirty. Extra frothy. Extra frothy, fucking frothy, do you know what? You noodly, know what? spunky love Do you know what, Paul? What? I sometimes look at cheese and think, if I curdled my own cum with some whey, would it turn out like that? If I, I will give you ten pounds to, to do try it. and make some dick cheese. I think the you problem is you want me to make some dick cheese. I want you to make dick cheese. Well, I need some whey. Get some. I need to put whey in it, and then like some kind of microculture. All right, we'll do it then. <laughs> I'm making myself sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to spunk again www.thecheapshow.co.uk is our website. There are pictures on there that accompany this episode and little bits of videos and other things as well. Explore it. Have fun. We're on Facebook. We're on Tumblr. We're on Instagram. We're also on Twitter at The Cheap Show Pod. I'm and we've got a Reddit Paul, page. I'm at Paul Gannon Show. You are... Eli Snoid, E-L-I-A-S-N-O-Y-D. And we have a Reddit page. Reddit.com. Cheap Show. Uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, thank you very much. Uh, your continuing support delights and enthuses us to carry on. It certainly does. And uh, stop showing you your fucking nipple to me. I don't want to see it. And um, yeah, we appreciate Ooh. it. Write and review and rate us on iTunes. That tends to help if you want to do that. Spread the word if you can't do that. And just tell people to get on board the Cheap Show Express. Chicken train. Chicken train. <laughs> How does it go, Paul? Let's have that one more time. Woo woo! <laughs> Brilliant! And oh, that's yeah. it it's a train, show. it sounds like a chicken. Email us at the Gmail. No, at. Oh, fuck it. www. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you at 100. Bye. Bye. It's exciting. Bye. Bye.